Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hi there, how are you going? Good, thank you. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I feel like today is my Saturday, which is going to be tough because I'm at work tomorrow. So <laughs> had a really but, lazy day yesterday. Ah, uh, you know. did? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I feel like today's a beautiful day to be out and about, though. So yeah, I've been you know car shopping. The worst pain in the stomach because monkey made us get Mexican for dinner last night and I'm just not it's just not my vibe oh spiciness it's just my tummy is just killing me today oh no lucky that is the worst I don't know so annoyed at him that was it did it taste good like was it worth it or it's not worth it (laughs) I don't don't, you know me I stick (laughs) I stick to like the plate like I'm literally like a chicken steak sort of girl like that's as far yeah. like I don't venture off into different like flavors and stuff I can't with my stomach either but um yeah, yeah I'm just not about it if um, I go yeah, out for Mexican oh sorry I keep cutting you off <laughs> I was gonna say if I go out for Mexican I usually get what are the you know like cheese with corn chips that's like as yeah. Mexican as I get <laughs> um but yes I went car shopping finally with my dad so um hopefully I'll have a new car by the end of the week oh you did you um, buy one no, I haven't, but there's two in particular that I'm looking at. Um, So it's pretty much – I've got to look at one more tomorrow. So I'll decide hopefully between the two if the one that I saw this morning didn't go and then I can just get that going. So happy because it's been like months in the making. I've had my dad's car for the last few months, so that's why I haven't been really looking. But now it's, yeah, I need it. Funny. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think what else. I've got my friend's birthday tonight. We're going out for dinner, so that's fun. Oh, fun. I know. I've just been running around like a mad woman, honestly. Yeah, it's getting to that point, hey. Like, I know. Yeah, we can't really slow down. I know. Hey, have you listened to Taylor's um, new album, 1989? No, I haven't listened you know to it yet. I, I haven't <sighs> listened to it fully yet. Because she's dropped a few new songs, and they're so freaking good. I've had them on repeat, like singing my heart oh, out. Right. They're really good. Yeah, I should definitely listen to it. I um, think it was nine too, um, like tied up in the Britney book. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Fill us in, Lucky. So I've read twenty-two chapters. They're only short chapters, so it doesn't sound like a like it sounds like a lot, but it's probably like you know a hundred pages or so. But um, yeah, I think like I was telling you on Friday, like it just doesn't feel like a memoir. I don't know how to explain mm. it. Like normally, memoirs have old photos and like little little stories here and there that you know are quite personal. And yes, there is that a little bit of that, but I feel like she's just talking about things that we already know. Like nothing is juicy. Nothing is like new information. There is, look, I shouldn't say that. There is a few little things here and there that I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But like, it's just, it doesn't read like other memoirs I've read in the past. Mm. So I just, something just does not feel right to me. Like I've said this the whole time. And like, there is the conspiracy around that, obviously that she's not alive and that someone else has written this book and is trying to cash in on her but you know I was talking to my mother-in-law on Friday night about this and she's like you know when people pass away they make a lot more money so like if she was not alive why would they be keeping it a secret maybe because of how she died yeah I don't know because if she was if something happened she was like murdered like the people will not get away with it like she's got a huge fan base whereas to keep her alive and just make her look like she's being a little bit crazy yeah. you know what I mean that so could work. I guess the biggest takeaways I've found so she talks like in the first chapter she talks about like her grandparents and like 
the background of her family and she talks about how her grandma on her mum's side was British and that's why she does that weird British accent. She said she's done it her whole life. She's trying to mimic her grandmother and she's done it her whole mm. life, um, which I don't know. I don't really buy that. I don't know why a 40-year-old woman would still be doing it, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's what she says. And then the other really big thing that I read the other night was that she mentions that when she first met Madonna, Madonna is into this like radical Jewish faith and Madonna was like kind of trying to teach Brittany about it and Brittany kind of took it on board and she actually got a tattoo of a Jewish God and she has that tattoo on her neck. And whilst she doesn't directly state it in the book, I would assume that that's why she wears all of the choker necklaces because she has worn them really since most of her career. If you look back at all of her like red carpet looks and stuff they all have a big choker necklace so I guess that like that is new information and maybe something that we wouldn't know but I don't think it's something that only she would have known Mm, mm -hmm. like I want stuff that only she knows yeah that's what I'm looking for here and I'm just not getting it interesting so Um, you're still convinced she died yeah the book has not changed my mind whatsoever um, she's talking a lot about her tours, which obviously that's a huge part of her life, but that's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like as personal as it's getting is it's mm. just stories about when she was on tour. Now she's the, the chapter I just finished last night. She's talking about when she met Kevin and now she's pregnant with, um, her second baby. She's kind of talking about the dynamic there and how he kind of just left her without telling her that he was leaving her type of thing, oh, which really? we all knew happened. Yeah. But I didn't, yeah, I don't know. Just not convinced. How how much more of the book do you have to go? Um, I reckon I'm probably halfway maybe. Oh, okay. All right. So, you know, to think that in ha- like half of the book this is really the only major things that I've learnt, I feel like something's not right. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to hear next week about how, because I'm sure you'll be done by next week. So I'd say so. On the topic of memoirs, actually, um, this morning the news broke that Matthew Perry, who was Chandler on Friends, has passed away. It's really sad. It is sad. You know that I just saw it before I jumped into record and I was like, oh, my goodness, I wonder if Lockie knows. Mm, Yeah. And, like, so I think he was found in his, like, jacuzzi and he drowned, but there was no sign of, like, drugs at his house or anything like that because obviously he's had problems, but I don't think he has had problems of late. But, like, how do you just drown in your own hot tub without being on something Something a bit Aaron Carter about this, don't you think? I didn't realize yeah. it was in the he was in his bathtub. And you know how they always say that there's sometimes people up there use different signs, as in like to send messages. Yeah, you know me in my conspiracy world. Anyway, yeah. I'm totally gonna look into it because I think it's very odd. Especially, I did not know he was in a bathtub. All I saw is that he had drowned. He had suspected, like suspected drowning. I thought he was like at a beach. I didn't realize it was a bathtub. So in his own yeah, head. yeah, and nah. Um- Weird. Like, weird. weird yeah. And, like, you know, he's had so many issues, like drug and alcohol abuse his whole life, even when he was filming Friends. Like, why? Like, I just feel it weird that the universe would hand him that, that you're just going to drown in your jacuzzi when he's gone through so much before that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, you've caught, I, as I said, I saw it as I was getting into record, so haven't looked into it at all, but this is already sounds sus to me. Sus, yeah. Mm, I'm totally. I think there's a there'll be conspiracies all over this. So I'll have to have a look this week and see what I can find. But just like it literally sounds like Aaron Carter, which we yeah. talked about the conspiracies with that same thing it was a bathtub drowning. Mm, interesting. Mm. I am um, out of the six friends. He's definitely number six for me. But I still find it. Oh, like, really? If this was Jennifer Aniston. I think I would not be okay. And like. You know, I think it. Yeah, he's not my favorite, but you like Ross over freaking yeah. Chandler. Hundred percent. No. What? Yes. No. <laughs> I lost it. I did not know this. I thought Ross was everyone's like least favorite. No, I didn't I realize. Love Ross. <laughs> my my <laughs> favorites are I love Rachel, like Rachel. Even though I'm not Rachel, I'm a Monica, so she's my number two. Then I love <laughs> Joey. Um. 
Ross, no, Phoebe, Ross, Joey, Chandler. Mm-hmm. That's, my, yeah. that's my order. Okay. I feel like I don't have an order because I haven't watched it. Like, I watched it when I was younger, but I've, and I will watch it if it's here and there, like on, uh, what's it called, on Foxtel or whatever, but it's not something that I, it's not my go-to put, like, you know, I'm more of a Seinfeld sort of girl, so yeah. that's my go-to. But, um, yeah, I did, I have watched it, obviously, the whole thing growing up and stuff, but I just know Ross is my least favourite. And depending on the episode, my it probably fluctuates. I think Monica's hilarious, actually. Like yeah. she's probably up there as one of my faves. Yeah. So that's that. I'm probably gonna go rewatch it now. But yeah, it's a bit sad. It um, is also, sad. Before we get into this week, um, you already sent me this earlier in the week, but those weird, like that weird murder of the young Polo. Coach my gosh, that died in the school, and and then and someone I- that worked at the school is wanted. For her murder. Well, well, you know that I'm quite sure his body's been found. It was found yesterday. Oh, he died as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he killed himself. So he worked at the school. Yeah, I think they were dating. And I, as I said, I didn't I haven't written notes about this. This is from like an article or two that I read. I think they were only dating for days. It's either five weeks or five days. And oh, they obviously, yeah, something, something's sort of gone down. It, might, maybe, it has to be five weeks, right? It can't be five days. But anyway. No. Um, and yeah, they've sort of, they've broken up and I swear I saw it come up as like a notification. I think that he killed her with a hammer. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he's obviously realized what he's done and taken the cowardly way out. And at the school too, like that is just. I know. I know. I totally would love to cover this only because it's news now, but it's obviously because it's Australian. Um, so I'll look into it. Maybe we'll cover it in the next few weeks, but so sad. It is so sad. Yeah. So, um, yes. But yeah, Should we know? get? Yes, yeah, I do. It. I'm dying to get into this case with you, Lockie. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. This is a case with many questions left unanswered and there's been widespread speculation ever since uh, Claudia Lawrence's uh, disappearance. As you mentioned uh, there, over the years, uh, the police have always said that they believed that she was murdered but nobody has been found and despite two investigations, no charges have been brought. But now, North Yorkshire Police have confirmed that they are searching gravel pits to the east of York eight miles from where Claudia Lawrence used to live. Um, We have heard from the superintendent, Wayne Fox, uh, from North Yorkshire Police. He has uploaded a statement to their website, which we can listen to now. The searches which have commenced here today at Sandhunt and Gravel Pits are in relation to the disappearance and suspected murder of Claudia Lawrence more than 12 years ago. I cannot say at this stage how long the search will take to complete, However, I anticipate that specialist officers, staff, including underwater search teams and forensic experts are likely to be here for a number of days. Whilst I'm unable to disclose what has led us to this location, I wish to stress that the search activity that you'll see in the coming days is just one of several active line of inquiry. North Yorkshire Police have also said that this new information they've been given appears extremely interesting and sparks a whole new line of investigation. They've also urged anyone who's providing this information to get back in touch to provide as much detail as possible. They've also said that Claudia Lawrence's family are aware um, of the update. Sadly, her father, Peter, who campaigned tirelessly uh, over the years to find information about her disappearance. He died earlier this year, not knowing um, what had happened to Claudia. So today we will be discussing the disappearance of Claudia Lawrence. So Claudia Elizabeth Lawrence was born on February 27th, 1974 to parents Peter and Joan Lawrence in the charming town of Moulton which is located in North Yorkshire in England. So Moulton is a beautiful little uptown, sorry, upmarket town that is so highly sought after 
as a place to live that houses rarely go on the market. Do you know how cute this place is? I actually looked it up. No, I'm going to look it up right now while we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, do it. It's really cute. Yeah. So Claudia had an older sister named Ali, and the two siblings grew up as close friends even though they had different personalities. They enjoyed a comfortable upbringing with Peter working as a solicitor and Joan serving as a member of the Moulton Town uh, Council, and she even served as the town's mayor at one point. How cool is that? Wow. So Claudia was popular and loved exploring. She played the flute and was passionate about animals. Her favourite animal was the horse, and both Claudia and Allie had their own ponies growing up. So obviously a better-off family. Yep. And imagine having your own pony. That's a dream, you know? Yeah. So Claudia attended the private school York College for Girls, and after graduating, she went on to become a qualified chef studying at a local catering college. She started her professional career working in hotels and restaurants around York, but didn't like the hours that came with these types of jobs as it was affecting her social life. I'm guessing it was like a lot of late nights. Yeah, I just do not see the appeal of wanting to be a chef. <laughs> yeah, neither. You know why? I feel like you'd always smell. <laughs> yeah, I used to work at Subway and I used to smell all the time. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I don't know what and that's like even when I was young getting a job I was like I will, just did not want to work like KFC or anything like that like anything no. food related because I was worried about smelling it gets in your hair and then you're done you know yeah so Claudia began looking for something that would suit her lifestyle better and in 2006 she started working as a chef at the University of York's Goodrick College she worked in the canteen of the university's main campus. In 2007, Claudia purchased the sweetest little terrace, terrace, is that how you say it, cottage? Terrace, yeah, terrace. Yeah. In York, suburb of Heworth. You know how bad I am with um, <laughs> throwing out all these little places. So if I get them wrong, like apologies. <laughs> Now, this place, Lockie, has the prettiest green door. It's like emerald green. And I'm all about colored doors. I just love them. Yeah. So her little place was located on a busy main street. Her home was just five kilometers away from her work and a few doors down from what would become her favorite pub. And this pub was called the Nags Head. Claudia often spent her evenings socializing at the Nags Head. She was single and I wrote and ready to mingle, but I know that's a bit cringe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she really enjoyed just like as I said before, socializing and meeting new people. And she was thirty was she thirty five? Yes. At this time she, Yeah. She's mid thirties. Now, while she casually dated several men she met at the pub, some of whom were married, nothing serious ever developed like any of these guys. On the morning of Wednesday, March 18th, 2009, at 6 a.m., Claudia started her shift at the university. CCTV footage shows her arriving at the college at around 5.57 a.m. She finished her shift around 2 p.m. and was captured by CCTV, leaving the college on foot just a few minutes later. Around 3 p.m., a neighbour saw Claudia heading home and she was also recorded on CCTV as she passed by a shop nearby her home. I do want to mention though, right, so there are some reports that claim that one of her co-workers actually saw her walking home that afternoon and this was like she was about halfway home when they spotted her and they offered her a lift. Yeah. Now, if this is the case, it means that she obviously got the lift back home and then she's popped back out because, remember, she's caught on CCTV at 3 o'clock but nobody knows where she went or what she did in the space. Let's just say it might have been 40 minutes or so. Yeah. 
While Claudia had a car, she had been walking to and from work for the past few weeks as her car was at the mechanics. During that evening, Claudia had separate conversations with both her mother and her father. Her parents noted that there was nothing unusual during these conversations. She appeared to be her regular relaxed self. Claudia made plans with Joan to celebrate Mother's Day as they both watched Location, Location, Location. And Joan has said that she could hear that Claudia was watching this. So she was definitely, even though they were speaking on the mobiles, she was definitely home or, you know, somewhere with like the TV on in the background at this time. And it's also worth noting that her parents were divorced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I I wonder. So they were they divorced at this time? That's something I don't actually know. I thought they got divorced yeah. later, but they might be. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if they were together at this time or divorced. But yeah, as I said, she had complete separate conversations with both her parents, and it shows mm-hmm. how close she is with her parents to be speaking to like both of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, on the same day. Uh, now she told Joan that she was heading to bed as she needed to be up before 5 a.m. the next morning for work as her car was still in the shop. Claudia sent her final text message to a friend from her mobile at 8.23 p.m. Her phone did receive another text that night, and this was at 9.12 p.m., and this is from another friend who actually was a bar worker in Cyprus, but Claudia never replied to this friend's text. People have said that she, like, was always texting. Like, she would text a lot. Yeah, she was like a serial texter. Yeah, yeah. So nobody has seen or heard from Claudia since this evening right and pretty much just to say nine twelve is a complete cutoff because that's the time she received that message and she's never responded right so the next morning claudia failed to show up for her usual 6 a.m shift her manager called her mobile but the call rang out to voicemail claudia had always been a punctual and reliable staff member so i find it so surprising that no further action was taken to find her. Like, is that odd? Yeah. They just no. didn't rock up and they're just like, oh, well. Yeah. Later that evening, Claudia had arranged to meet her friend Susie at the Nags Head. When she didn't show up, Susie attempted to get in contact with Claudia, but her phone just kept ringing straight to voicemail. Susie has said that she assumed that Claudia had just fallen asleep and not charged her phone, and she even sent Claudia a salty text about being stood up. Her friend Jen also was working at the bar that night and found it odd that Claudia had ditched Susie and attempted to call her. Something, Lockie, I think this is weird, right? Remember, she just lives, like, Claudia lives just a few houses down from this pub. Like, I find it surprising that neither Susie or Jen stopped by her house. Yeah. Like, I think that's odd. Yeah, I agree. So, obviously, they just tried to contact her. They couldn't contact her, and that was the end of it, right? Now, it wasn't until the next morning when Susie began to worry. So, this is now Friday the 20th of March 2009, right? So she had still not heard from Claudia and obviously she was trying to contact her and Claudia's phone was still off. And like you were saying earlier, Susie knows that Claudia texts like crazy and she's glued to her phone. So this sort of raised the alarm for her. Panicked, she called around to other friends, including George Foreman, which I just find so funny. Not the real George Foreman. It's not not a real George Foreman. (laughs) But anyway, this George Foreman was the landlord at the Nags Head. And obviously he's good friends with Claudia as well. So Susie's calling everyone, right, trying to locate her. But her search came up empty. And she decided to contact Claudia's dad, knowing that he had a spare key to her house. 
Now, Peter reached out to Claudia's manager and was then informed that Claudia had not shown up to work for the last two days. What the heck? Obviously, this was completely out of the norm, right? So Peter, who also now becomes panicked, drives straight to Claudia's. Scared of what he might find, he asked George to enter with him, like enter Claudia's home, right? But to their surprise, Claudia was nowhere to be seen and her home looked completely normal. Claudia had made her bed. Her slippers were neatly sitting by the door and there were dishes stacked in the sink from what they assumed was from her breakfast. Claudia's handbag was found in the house along with her purse and bank cards and her passport. And something like I just wanted to bring up to you, right, because it's always mentioned that her passport was found with her bag. And I've always wondered, like, are they mentioning, like, as in the passport was just found at the house or was it actually in her bag? Because if it's in her bag, then that's odd because who the heck carries their passport around? Yeah. But one thing I did or one sort of report I did read is that maybe her passport was in her bag because there's a rumor that she was meeting Susie to arrange a trip to Greece. So maybe she thought like she'd need it to book tickets or something along those lines, but I'm not really sure, right? I just think that's odd in itself. So there are rumors that she would often leave her purse at home, but I haven't seen many reports going into detail about it. Like, what do you think? About this, like, I mean, for me personally, I always take my purse everywhere. Unless maybe I'm going, if I know I'm just going to get a coffee, maybe I'll take like just $20 in my phone. But very, not very often does that ever happen, you know? Yeah, usually, yeah, usually I have my purse with me. And back then as well, it's not like you could pay with your phone, you know? You could, yeah. it was either cash or card, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that sort of doesn't make it as odd as it would for like everyday life is at the moment, like she wasn't driving a car, so she didn't need her license. So I guess that sort of, you can, it sort of gives you a bit of an explanation why she didn't need it. If she's just taking her cash with her. Yeah. So missing from the house was her phone, her backpack, which everyone calls, like, I don't know if you've seen this, a rack sack. Yeah. What is that? Is that, it must be, is that the brand? No, it's like a backpack that has like a flap on it. Like you know those backpacks oh. where the the zips are covered by a flap. Okay. Because oh, I, I had no idea. Chef knives were gone. You, you know, I was going to ask you her, her kit that she used to take to work with all her chef stuff. Because I read her chef white, but then I was like, because I remember you said something about her knives, and I'm like, because you know they've got accents when they're talking. Are they saying chef? whites or did you read chef knives i have no idea i i couldn't I was, find anything I about the, knives. the podcast that said knives mm, okay yeah i wonder well definitely her chef whites were missing and i mean that would make sense because she's not gonna walk to work in her chef outfit like you wouldn't walk around in your whites you know it's probably a bit dirty and then you go make someone's food like um but you know what i do find weird that no one mentions her keys are missing but they must have been missing right that have to be. Yeah. It's just weird that it's not mentioned. So it comes out a little later that a set of hair straighteners are also missing. And I'm not going to lie, what the heck is this? Because I only know of like one straightener. Like do they mean her hair straightener and a blow dryer and they've just called it a set of straighteners? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know if it was like the – no, when I hear that, I just think, you know, like you can get those mini straighteners. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just Googling it. But whatever this is, Lockie, this is the biggest clue in my mind and I cannot stop thinking about it. Yeah. Because why would she take her straighteners to work? Like, honestly, what if she's going back, if her house, if she knows she's going to the pub that night, that's two doors down from her house. Yeah. And she's going to be walking back, you know what I mean, like if it's windy day or whatever it is, like you're still going to get messy, crazy hair on your way back from work. So why would you bother redoing your hair before you leave? Like it's just odd to me. Yeah, it's very weird. 
And it makes me think, was she not at home that night, which we'll get into after, but has this crossed your mind at all? Uh, not, not really, no. Ooh, okay. All right. All right, I'll keep going. We'll see where we go. So it looked to them as Claudia had gotten up and headed to work as usual, but had never made it there. Peter okay, contacted. Sorry, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, I've CCTV got a few notes. So, was a CCTV ever going to work that morning? Well, this is the thing, right? Which I'll get into a little bit later. There was no CCTV footage of her at all that morning, but there are different routes that she could have taken that would have avoided the cameras. But it just means she never got to the actual university because obviously, once she gets on campus, there would have been footage of her. But there's no footage of her along the route to work or at the university. Right, so Peter contacted police at 2 p.m. to report Claudia missing. It's reported initially police didn't take the report very seriously. And, I mean, there was no signs of a struggle and she was like a grown adult. But compared to other cases we have spoken about, it looks like they did beginning, sorry, they did begin investigating immediately. Like there were 150 to 200 officers combing her route to work to make sure she hadn't had some kind of accident. And they even put out a request to the public for information. So they did do something, you know, they didn't just leave it. The following day, so this is now the 21st, they made an appeal to the public and showed them the backpack and the phone she would have likely been carrying. In the coming days, they released a photo of Claudia, but the photo was dated as it showed Claudia with long blonde hair and that she had recent and because she had recently cut it and dyed it darker. So I mean that I guess would throw off a few people like if they're yeah. looking for this person, then do you know what I mean? Her hair is completely different. I guess maybe some reports so you know, some people might have seen something and not realised it was Claudia. Yeah, I think especially for a female, like people would just go my hair colour. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I did see in an article that Claudia's mum actually says that it took them four years to update this photo. Like that's a photo they were going with. But in saying that, there are photos, sorry, there are, yeah, there are photos I've seen with Claudia's dad holding up the missing sign with her with the blonde hair. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard with that sort of thing, you know? So early on, two separate witnesses came forward to describe two potential sightings the morning of the 20th. One sighting was reported by a cyclist who remembered seeing a man and a woman on Melrose Gate Bridge at 5.45am. The man was wearing a dark hoodie. The second witness reported seeing a couple about 30 minutes later outside the university arguing. This male was also wearing a hoodie. He was skinny and about five foot six. So I'm open to this being the same couple that were on the bridge. Yeah, I reckon it was. Yeah. Sadly, though, nothing has come from these two sightings. And from what I can find, these people have never been identified. Or never come forward. Yeah. Police gathered all the CCTV footage in the area and it was released years later, right? So footage from the surrounding area around Claudia's home captured a person on the night of the 19th. So this is the night that she had spoken with her parents, remember, right? And this was around 7.15 p.m. And this person was acting a little sus. Yeah, what does this mean? What does acting sus mean? All right, I'm going to tell you because I do think this is weird, right? So the have you seen the footage? No. Okay, all right, I'm going to tell you about it. So the footage is not very clear, but this is what you can see. So the person comes from a road behind Claudia's home, and this road leads to the behind alleyway of her house, if that makes sense. So they're yeah. both coming from the behind the house. So this person begins walking up the road towards the rear of her house and disappears for a moment into the alleyway behind her house. They then come back into view one minute later. And when they come back into view, they have a bag on their shoulder, which clearly it doesn't look like they had before. 
Now they begin walking back towards the road they came from, but they stop Lockie when they see someone on the road ahead, like in the street that they're heading towards. So they wait for this person to pass before they continue on. So it's obvious that they stop and wait for someone to pass them ahead before they go. So it looks like they're avoiding people. That's sus, right? Yeah. What's also sus – oh, my gosh, you have to look it up, right? Now, what's also sus is it appears as though this person returns the next morning and they do the exact same thing. They come from that same street, they go down that alleyway, which so they, they're out of view for a little bit, and then they come back. I don't think they've got the – well, they don't have the bag this time around. So they go behind her house. They must be like looking – I don't know if they're looking to see if there's lights on or something, and then they reappear on the footage and then walk back around, right? And this is at 5.07 a.m. They're doing the same thing. It's the same person. That's weird, especially from, again, what I could find, this isn't something that's, like, happening every morning. Like, maybe it's someone, you know, going to the gym or someone that lives behind there. It's strange. It's really strange. Interesting. So they were able to track Claudia's movement. Sorry, I think this is what we were talking about earlier, right, in the lead-up to her disappearance. Now, as I mentioned earlier, they do have footage of her heading to work the day before. But there's no footage of her leaving that morning. The main camera on Claudia's route to work was at a post office. And although it didn't capture her, it's possible that she was in a blind spot on the opposite side of the road or she took a parallel street. So it doesn't mean she didn't leave her house. It just means that this particular camera didn't catch her. Now, Claudia's... I just feel like... You know, if she's only working five kilometres, it's like, wouldn't you go the exact same way? Like, I feel like I would even cross the street at the same points. And like, I think that, but in saying that, I'm thinking, you know, when we were like up on Collins, like not where we are now, where we were like a little bit further up on Collins yeah. Street, and obviously I'd get off on get off at Southern Cross. I feel like there were days I'd take different routes, and it sounds so weird because it's literally you can either go up Collins or you can go up Little Collins, right? I depending on the lights, I <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but depending on lights, I'm, my route will change. And I'm a person of like a creature of habit. Like I like to do the same thing, you know, every day. But for some reason, there would be times that I take different routes. And don't forget, she might have not even taken a completely different route. She might have just crossed. Like if the lights, for instance, like the little man was green, she might have crossed earlier than she did the day before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it doesn't even mean she took a complete different road. She might have just been on the opposite side of the road. I don't know. I'm in two minds about what happened, which we will get into. But, um. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, that much of a big deal. She's not on camera that morning. I think it'd be a bigger deal if there were more cameras scattered along that route. And it was only 2009, you know, so yeah. there wasn't that much to go off. So Claudia's phone records reveal were recovered and they revealed that her phone did not leave the area and it actually remained on until 12.10 p.m. on the 19th. So this is, remember, when she doesn't rock up to work. Her phone was on till 12.10 that day, like lunchtime. And I don't know how they know this, but it's reported everywhere that it was deliberately switched off at 12.10. I don't know how you'd know that. Because, um, I mean, they do say or they think it was deliberately switched off or possibly it died. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they be able to differentiate between the two. I have no idea. Within six weeks of her disappearance, investigators upgraded Claudia's case from a missing person's to a suspected murder, even though they had no solid evidence. And it's heartbreaking because Claudia's mom talks about how her family weren't even notified that the police reclassified Claudia's case, and they saw it on the news. Could you imagine? I know. Their theory was that something happened to her on her way to work, 
like between her home and obviously the university, university, sorry. Police were doing all they could to find Claudia. Crime Stoppers offered a $10,000 reward, which was not common practice for a missing persons case. A reconstruction of Claudia's last movements was also aired on Crime Watch, appealing for any further information. Their investigation even took them to Cyprus. Claudia had visited there at least five times. She had heaps of friends there. Remember that guy? Oh, I don't know if it was a guy, but the person that last texted her was from there. And apparently there were rumours that she had received a few job offers when she had been there. And, I mean, I guess maybe she had maybe thought about moving there, but they literally went there to see whether, you know, to see if there's a possibility that maybe she just ran away to Cyprus. So they really did everything they could, you know. They searched the pub and the university campus. There are a lot of reports about people lying to the police and being reluctant to come come forward to speak to police about Claudia and, like, the relationships they had with Claudia. I read that police threatened the public that if they found evidence that someone was lying, they would be arrested and even threatened to expose their affairs. <laughs> so they pretty much said, look, if you don't come and talk to us and reveal your affair, we're going to expose your affair. How crazy is that? Some of the comments the investigators made were unnecessary. For example, like one of the investigators said, quote, Claudia led a complicated and mysterious private life that her family and friends were not aware of. I think after these sort of comments, right, the media reports became quite cruel constantly judging Claudia's lifestyle and calling her a home wrecker and the other woman. And saying things like, you know, like, this is what happens to people that, you know, have affairs and stuff. Yeah, it was really bad. Like, what the – she's single. Can I tell you something? Why? Like, she's the single one. She's not the one having the affair. Yeah. And they were reporting things like she had many – covert quote covert sexual uh relationships like this is the sort of stuff they're putting out there which is really sad right so stories were released about her affairs about affairs she had had with married men and peter so claudia's father admitted quote that the liaisons had created awkward situations with her lover's partners and I think because this is like such a small town and everyone sort of knew each other, they knew her. Like when it, you know, became out, like when it came out that she had had like an affair or like someone had had an affair with her, like a lot of people knew like Claudia and the wife or, you know, the partner or things like that. So in one particular story, she was seeing a married man who ended up confessing to his wife, which broke up his marriage. And this was two years prior to Claudia's disappearance. And the couple had separated by this time, but they were both still investigated by police. And as I said, the shit thing is it takes two to tango and she's the one like copying it. And she's a single one when these slime balls, like, you know what I mean? Like there's no consequences for them. Yeah. So police even searched her car, even though it was not in her possession at the time of her disappearance, to see if they could find any clues. Over the next few years, her case fizzled out, but in 2013, the case was reopened by a new department called Major Crimes Unit. They carried out new advanced DNA testing on her car, including cigarette butts which were in the ashtray to figure out who she was hanging out with in the weeks leading up to her disappearance one of these particular butts had male dna which they haven't been able to match hey and Lockie, something which is nuts right which again came out in this new investigation is that this review team discovered that there had been like some used bleach and brown hair dye 
in Claudia's bathroom. So, like, what's that, right? And obviously this is when they discovered that their hair straighteners were missing. I just find this whole thing crazy, as in the straightener thing, their hair dry. Like, what is this? These are clues in my mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Claudia's case is now a reactive, in a reactive phase, meaning it will only be reviewed if new information comes to light. Yeah. Now, in 2014, new CCTV footage was aired showing a car of interest believed to be a Ford Focus hatchback. Now, this car is seen breaking as it approaches Claudia's home just after, I think it's just after even 5.30 a.m. that morning she disappeared, which unfortunately, as it breaks outside her house, it goes like out of view. So you don't know if it actually stops outside her house, but it's like a hard break. And I've seen the footage and I'll pop it up on our Instagram. It does look like it's breaking right outside Claudia's house. And this is like around the time she'd start to walk to work. So is it someone offering her a lift? Like I think, again, this is a massive clue. Yeah, like it could have been as innocent as this co-worker that was just seeing whether she was ready for a lift or not. Yes. It could be really you got. It sucks because just the position of the camera could change everything, you know? Now, in 2021, investigation investigators sorry, searched a popular fishing lake at Sand Hutton Gravel Pits, which was six miles from her home. Yeah. Now, they never revealed what, it was that led him to this place, but they did report that nothing significant was found here. It's crazy though, because obviously this is quite recent, like 2021, and they went hardcore in searching. I'm pretty sure they drained a lot of the lakes and things like that. So they must have had a massive lead to go ahead and do this sort of investigating. Yeah. In January 2022, so this is last year, right? A member of the public found a floral tri- tribute to Claudia in North Yorkshire beauty spot. And I'm, this isn't the same area. I think it's close by, but it's not the exact same area as where they did the search for these gravel pits, right? Anyway, so this tribute, it was a small bunch of flowers next to a laminated piece of paper that had a photo of Claudia and a picture of the missing person's poster Mm -hmm. and on the sides there were two arrows pointing up and at the bottom it said she's in the water on the side of the photos there's a note that that reads god bless her it is so weird it is i'll pop up have you seen the picture lucky um of this it's ringing a bell yeah i'll 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 definitely pop it on our Insta for everyone to have a look. Now it's it's really funny because there are there is one article I came across and police have said like the person who put that there is known to us and you know it you know it's nothing to be suspicious about. But then there's other articles that are like, what the heck is this? And can I tell you, if they're known to police or if it's someone that's just leaving a little I get if it was just flowers with her photo or and saying, God bless her, but why the heck is there a note saying she's in the water? Like, that's odd. Yeah, that's weird. It's not like a family friend or, like, family or someone that knew her would write that. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Now, it's been stated that her disappearance prompted the largest and most complex missing persons inquiry in the force's history. Wow. Um, And as I said, from – 2017 it has become a reactive it's in a reactive phase but they must still be investigating because these true developments were sort of recently well that 2021 one where they searched those pits that's quite recent you know yeah yeah now since 2014 there have been nine different arrests in connection to claudia's disappearance One in particular was a 59-year-old man that worked with Claudia and was also a regular at that same pub where they were seen being friendly and embracing each other. 
It's believed on more than one occasion he gave her lifts to and from work. Both his and his mother's houses were searched, but he was released with no pending charges. Four other men who were regulars at the Nags Head pub were also arrested on suspicion of murder, but were released after there was not enough evidence to pursue them. And this has been the... Sorry, yeah. You know how you say nine different arrests? Like, obviously that's a lot. And a lot yes. of people have just been released. Do you think that a number of those nine is people that, you know, were having affairs, didn't tell the police, so they were arrested? You know what I mean? Mm. Like they were legitimate suspects. I, I mean, I think that the police, I didn't, I don't even know if this is a thing. I didn't know that you could be, obviously you can be arrested for suspicion, but it's the charges they can't lay on you to then take you to trial and is that my that's my understanding anyway so they're just going out and arresting a bunch of people on the suspicion on suspicion of like the connection but they can't then go and lay the charges so yeah it might be like how they threatened earlier like if you're having an affair and you haven't disclosed this to us we're going to come and arrest you this Mm. potentially could be why there's so many arrests in the case yeah and, I mean, there's not a lot. Like, there's a few. You can find out about a few of them. Like, for instance, these particular four men, the regulars, I think one has come forward and just said, like, he. I think he had made, like, a comment in passing and it was sort of taken out of context, and that's why him and these other guys were arrested. So, um, but, yeah, there isn't a lot of details. Apart from that one I was telling you about, that colleague um, that was arrested, and I'm quite sure that he did a bit of jail time. Like, wait, obviously they were trying to see if they could – go ahead and then press charges and they couldn't so that sort of fell through but I'm pretty sure yeah he spent a bit of time in jail so isn't that crazy though that they can just pop you in jail until they figure out whether they can actually go ahead and charge you yeah can they do that in Australia as well I have no idea I don't think so yeah (laughs) I know scary um but as I said so like all these people, all these nine people, are, and I was going to say men, I'm assuming they're men, right, that have been arrested they're, in connection to her disappearance, no charges have actually been brought forward. So I'm guessing it just means that there's no evidence really. Yeah, yeah. On one of the anniversaries of Claudia's disappearance, the police had disclosed that she had gone on a secret date just 48 hours before she went missing. Quote. See the the secret thing makes me think maybe he was in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like why would you say call it a secret? And maybe it's a secret because she didn't tell her family and her friends about it, and they found out later on. And do you know what? Just quickly, right? There's heaps of like, as I said to you earlier, the media were like really harsh and stuff on, you know, like bagging out or being really judgy on her lifestyle but and saying like you know she didn't tell her family you're not gonna tell your freaking parents on every date you go on like what the heck yeah like and she's a grown adult like she's probably just gonna tell her parents if something serious develops she's not gonna be being like yo on a date here or do you know what i mean like i don't know it's crazy but um yeah i just want to tell you one of the quotes and i'm quite sure this is I'm, I'm, it must be from a family member or a friend, right? It might even be from her mum. So, quote, if only she had told me who she was meeting, perhaps this person holds the answers to Claudia's whereabouts or what happened to her. And from what I could find, this person, again, has not been located. But it's bizarre that they know that she's been on a date, but they don't know who she went on a date with. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. yeah. So her family have been through so much over the year, years dealing with false confessions. Like people have actually confessed to this, like obviously just like absolute morons. But um, hoax messages, like I think someone went on Facebook pretending to be Claudia and put like a message up in one of their Facebook pages. Like just horrid things. Like who does this sort of stuff? Yeah, what is wrong with people? I know. I know. So I just want to get into a few theories with you, right? Mm-hmm. So first theory is always a theory and I just want to shut it down straight away. But 
is that she ran away to start a new life in Cyprus. Yes. You're going to hate me, but I'm like 50% on this theory. What the? Lucky! No! No, you are not! Please, why? Tell me why. Explain the yourself. Straighteners, the passport, the text from the guy the night before. You don't know what she was going Like, maybe she was thinking about this for a while. You, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, I'm but. Not 100% there. I'm only 50%. All right, but there's a few things. One, she's she's just got a her own little house. She's really happy. Why wouldn't you? She she doesn't like. She left her passport behind. It's not like her passport's missing. Remember, they found her passport in her bag. Oh, but wait, 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 wait. In her bag. Yes, her passport. It was in the house. Oh, I think it was that. Okay, maybe yeah. Five percent there. All right. Well, yeah. I feel, I just feel like one. If you're gonna run away, you're gonna, like gonna take your passport most likely to get out of the country. And why would you be so secretive about it that you try to get out of the country illegally? Like, it's not like, you know, she had a horrible life. Like, from all accounts, like, she loved her life. She loved her parents. She loved her friends. And even the thought of moving overseas, for instance, like I said, she did have other job opportunities in Cyprus, but she didn't want to leave her family and friends. It's not like they were saying, you can't go. The reason she didn't take up those opportunities is because she didn't want to leave her family. So that, for me, just puts that nail in that theory. Have I changed your mind? No, no, I'm still a little bit there on that. I just the straighteners thing. I'm I'm dying to get into this because this is my biggest thing. But anyway, I just want to tell you about this serial killer named Christopher Halliwell. Have you heard of this guy? No. Okay, so he was convicted of the murders of Becky Godden in 2003 and Cyan. Say it for me. Oh, yes, thank you in 2011 and he was briefly considered a potential suspect in Claudia's case due to his MO right because his MO involved him using his taxi and approaching females walking alone at night or in the early morning yeah okay however investigators couldn't place him in Claudia's area leading authorities to conclude his involvement was unlikely. And a lot of people say that his father apparently used to live a few, like, streets away or, do you know what I mean, in that area. But apparently his father had passed away years earlier before Claudia disappeared. So there's sort of no reason for him to be in that area. And I think that where he was sort of, I don't know, like being dodgy or like I should have committed the murders. It was like four and a half hours away from where Claudia lived. So it's a bit of a drive. Now, Joan, Claudia's mom, is requesting that police revisit the construction, like workers theory sort of because like whether they were involved because apparently there was like heaps of new construction going on along Claudia's route to work and there were rumours that she may have been involved with, you know, some construction workers. So I think, like, that's a theory. Like, is it something like she's buried under a building? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. So that obviously goes into the foul play theory. Um but I guess it's more whether it was a crime of opportunity or whether it was someone she knew. Do you think the car's involved or do you think it's the person that's doing dodgy shit behind her house? What's going on with those straighteners? Let's just quickly talk about this. Wait, what are your thoughts? What is your ultimate thoughts on what happened to Claudia? It's got to be someone she she knows. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's either the co-worker or someone she was seeing Mm -hmm. and – that's as far as it goes for me, really. So you think they've picked her up on her? She's left the house to go to work as normal, and they've picked her up along well, the way. Yeah, possibly, but there's something weird about the fact that she, her, like, her phone is off from the night before. So, like, is it a possibility that? So no, her her phone doesn't switch off till twelve ten the next day. Okay, so it's, so it's on, but she doesn't respond to that guy at night. Yes. Yep, yep, exactly. 
Yeah, see, that makes me think, did she not respond because she had company or, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe it's happened the night before. And that's maybe what makes me think the co-worker because if it was the night before and he's taken all the stuff that she normally takes to work so it looks like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's someone that she's not, like, was known to her. See, I feel like if it happened along her route to work, there would have been more sightings of her. This sounds crazy, but for some freaking reason, and I'm not going to say for some reason, the straightener reason gets me. It's two things that have happened with these straighteners. One, she was staying at a guy's house, right, that night. She's gone. I like, you know what I mean? It could be like this new relationship she's in. She's just started dating this guy. Because think about it, Lockie. Her parents and her friends aren't going to know what sort of, like, lingerie she owns, right? Yeah. So if lingerie is missing from her house, they're not going to freaking know. No. And it makes sense for, like, in my mind that she's taken her straightener to do her hair at the guy's house before work. She if you take a straightener, like, wouldn't you also take, like, a toothbrush? Or, like, like, why would you just take a straightener? Hmm. maybe he's got a maybe he's got a toothbrush at his house we don't know how long she was dating this guy for yeah because it feels like it it could be a new toothbrush because you know what actually i think we've had this conversation in another case but i'm just thinking you know when i go away i know she's not going away but she might have just left her toothbrush at her house and has just bought like a throw like do you know what i mean like another toothbrush because toothbrushes are cheap yeah. And she can use his toothpaste, so she doesn't need to buy toothpaste. And, I mean, it's not mentioned that her makeup was missing, but depending on, I guess, how much makeup she wears. Like, I've got, like, a few different concealers. Like, I've got one in my bag, do you know what I mean, one in my makeup bag, and I've actually got one at work. So yeah. that's not weird to me. And if it's just an overnight sort of quick thing, the main thing you're probably going to take is your hair straightener so then, your hair's done for work. Everything else you can use at his house and your and, and clothes. Pardon? You'd have her hair in a hairnet. She's a chef. Why would she straighten her hair to then have to go and put her hair up and in a hairnet? So she looks cute for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> what, for the, for the 10 minutes before she leaves for work? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what happened to these hair straighteners? You know what? I did see a theory on Reddit. Was that it the maybe... murder weapon? Yes. I was going to say, someone on Reddit, this is literally the theory. Someone's like, she was strangled with the hair straighteners. That's what they think. I was like, mm. But I definitely but... think something happened during the night. I don't think it was the morning of. Yeah. So you think she had company? I reckon she had company or, um, yeah. Or but lucky. This know, is yeah. But this is the thing, right? If she had company, how the fudge did they get her body out of there? And there is no disturbance in her house. How did they get her body out? Well, that, I, that's something I can't get over. How the, what did they do with her body? Did they go back in trips? Like, would it explain that CCTV of the guy coming back that, you know, in the morning and then, like, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's yeah. it's I'm mystified by it. Like I don't know what could have happened to her. And that the hardest thing is like like I said earlier, her phone never left the area. So whatever happened, it happened in that area. Because even when the next morning it was on in that area, right? But um it it could have been like she was comfortable staying at somebody else's house and she did have we definitely know she didn't go out out she was either at somebody's house watching location 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 or she was at home with it in the background yeah i think she was at home you think she was at home then she's had to have gone out at night yeah i don't know it's a weird one and what is that person doing walking around behind the alleyway behind her house? It's the fact this is, I think that person is like, for me as well, it's huge because he doesn't want to be seen. See TV footage again and he's only seen the night before at 7.15 p.m. before she disappears and the next morning at whatever it was, five something, that's sus. That is so freaking sus. And I think he oh, he – Holds so many answers. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yes, that is this week's case. And just quickly, I just want to quickly tell you something. So, Peter, who's Claudia's father, he actually passed away in 2021, but he effectively advocated for Claudia's law. And this law enables families to oversee the financial matters and property of missing relatives, so including his own daughter. So I think that's amazing that he actually got this law, you know, into, I don't know, into effect. And that's our case this week. So if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime and Canines. You can head to our website and leave a request in the request box. If you could write us a five-star review, we would also really appreciate it. You can also support us by heading to the website to purchase merch or buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Caffeine Crime and Canines. And until next week. Until next week. Bye.